0: Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Welcome in on a Thursday morning, a most unusual Thursday morning. A Thursday morning, I think we can all agree, will be devoid of sports. Um, At least the NBA. Uh, Maybe Major League Baseball will play some games. But the NBA, although they have games scheduled today... I don't see how they can possibly be played. Uh, The NBA's got uh, meetings at 9 o'clock this morning. The players need to meet again. Uh, The Board of Governors are meeting, the owners. And they got to hash out, if this season's going forward, how is it going forward? And there's a lot of money at stake. There And you know, PK and I were both really clear early on. We thought if there was any way to make the bubble work, they would try to go to Florida for the bubble. Well, we thought it when we thought it would be Las Vegas uh, before Florida became the leader, and eventually where they headed. Um, but there was just too money not too much money at stake not to finish out the season for the TV contracts. Um, and that money's still at stake, you know. And these guys may decide not to play. All right, now I would lean towards they're gonna finish. Um, But the Lakers and Clippers voted last night not to play. Everybody else wants to play. But it's hard for everybody else to play when the Lakers and Clippers are the marquee teams, with the marquee stars, and the expectation that one of them is going to be in the NBA Finals, that they will probably play each other in the Western Final, and that whoever wins that will go to the Finals and be the favorite. You know, know, there's no locks once you get there, as we saw with the Warriors and a couple injuries a year ago. But the credibility of the rest of the playoffs, oof. It wouldn't look good. And I think the players know that they need to come together. Either they all need to play or they all need to uh, to walk. And maybe this is negotiating and, you know, maybe they've overplayed their hand a little bit. We'll have to see how this plays out. Um, and maybe maybe everybody will end up following LeBron. You know, he got him walked out of a meeting, and the Lakers and Clippers said he didn't want to play. Now, some of the stuff I saw on Twitter last night, all the national guys who are in Florida were tweeting about this, all the reporters, and um, – You know, there was uh, one walking it back saying, well, this uh, this was more of a straw poll than it was a vote, so it makes it easier if the Lakers and Clippers decide to play. Um, you know, it's LeBron's made his money. He's making him a lot of money off the court. And for some of these young guys who are coming up on contracts, and even if they're off their rookie contract, into their second contract, obviously Donovan Mitchell is not. He would be someone who would be forfeiting a lot of money. Uh, they're going to have the head of the union uh, in there saying, hey, if you don't play, they can reopen the CBA. And if they reopen the CBA... We already went from 57 percent of the revenue to 51. What are the odds that we go to, you know, 47 or 44 or 40? Uh, You could see the owners saying, "Hey, forget it. Let's go." Um, Having said that, uh, there's plenty of speculation that they're. Well, I don't think it's speculation. You know, I, I've been told, and it's been written that there are leveraged owners out there. And yes, they're worth a lot of money, but they don't have cash. And they not only need games to be played, they need games to be played with fans in the seats. They can't play more games and keep paying the players, have got guaranteed contracts, and not be collecting that revenue from the uh, tickets. And from the luxury suites, which is big money, and not only that, some of these owners are playing in their own building and they're paying themselves rent money. And you got all the concessions and the merchandising that happens inside an arena. It's it's a pretty big chunk of change. And some of these guys are rich, but they got assets, not cash. And. That's a big deal. So maybe they'll be uh, motivated to say to the players, hey, we'll give you something, now come on back and play. We'll have to see how it all all gets hashed out. And the thing is, we can sit here and logically try to argue about it, but from all the reporting in Florida, there was a lot of emotion in the room. And the players' meeting did not end well. It seems like there's are serious divisions. Um, but it'll have to be hashed out. The Jazz are scheduled to play today, but uh, I just I don't see it. I just can't see it. So, having said that, I know a lot of you come to sports for escapes, so we are going to have a mix today of escapes and serious talk. Um, you know, all of this happened about 2 o'clock. The Jazz had finished their practice avails. We had already had Joe Wingles on for the week. Uh, we're going to hear from those guys. And I think some of what they say will still stand if Game, uh, if game 6 is played, which I think Saturday... In, I got no information. No one's told me this. This is just me looking at the calendar and assuming. Uh, but I would think Game 6, the earliest it would be, would be Saturday. Um, we'll have to see how it plays out in that meeting. The meeting's going to start at 11 Eastern, 9 Mountain Time. Maybe we'll hear something during our show. Guys inside the meeting might be texting media members, some of the national members of the media. Social media could get active. Um, maybe not. Maybe it'll be during Scotty Enhances show. We're gonna take a break right now. Uh, when we come back, uh, the Jazz look ahead to Game Six. Now, of course, as they as they speak, we don't know when Game Six will be. But Jordan Clarkson and Rudy Gobert on where the series stands now. Stay with us.
1: Take the Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of the Zone as well as podcast editions of every show.
0: Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Uh, we don't know for sure if basketball will be played today. I think most of us assume that it won't. I think that's a pretty safe assumption, but it's still an assumption. It hasn't been officially announced. Uh, but whenever the series is resumed, uh, Jordan Clarkson, Rudy Gobert, and where things stand after the Game 5 loss, before Game 6 is played. As I said in the last segment, I think Saturday would be the earliest they play, but we'll have to wait for an official announcement on that. Um, but where the series stands, Jordan Clarkson and Rudy Gobert are doing their media availabilities before the Bucks decided not to play. So there won't be any info on that. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, I know some of you treat sports as the escape and you'll want to think about the basketball. So let's listen to Jordan Clarkson talk about basketball. Hey, Jordan, good to see you, man.
2: What up, Mark? Uh, good to see you. I hope you're hanging in there during these tough times here. Um, sure. Hey, I, I know that there's some players with the Raptors and the Celtics about wondering, hey, should we even have a game tomorrow? I was wondering to what extent have you guys talked about that possibility and, and how do you feel about that situation overall? Um, I mean, that's their decision on what they're going to do. I don't, we, didn't, we haven't had any conversations of, in terms of sitting out of games and stuff like that, but... Um, um, that's their choice and their way of sending a message to uh, the world and the people. I um, feel like that should go along with it and I um, like it's great. I, I know we haven't spoke about it or anything um, in terms of our teams and MET or anything. So uh, well, we definitely supporting and uh, know that we got that back no matter what.
3: Okay, next up is Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
4: Hey, Jordan, good to see you. Um, just given the way that that Game Five went last night, um, you, know, you guys were up 15 and then kind of you know fell apart down the stretch. Does that bring any extra pressure to you guys on Game Six to kind of close it out and not let it get to a Game Seven, or or do you just approach it like it's just another game and back to business?
2: Uh, I, the same approach we've been going with. We're
4: taking one game at a time, trying to win it.
2: Um, You know, it happened to be that we lost last night. If you look at a a real series and um, the world was back to normal, we would have been in Denver, uh, 3-1 game. You know, they would come out uh, with a hard punch and uh, a tough game and, you know, try to win the same thing uh, as they did last night. So um, just taking it all in, make adjustments, go into it as a new game and, uh, you know, try to get another win, close it out, and that's all it's about, getting the next one. you know, that's where we moving from there.
3: Okay, next up, Ryan Miller, KSL.
2: Hey, Jordan. With everything going on uh, with Jacob Blake up in Wisconsin and just everywhere else, has it been more difficult lately to, like, focus on the games and prepare? Um, I wouldn't say that just because, you know, we're coming out here, we're working as well. But if it is not it, I feel like it's in the back of everybody's mind coming to the arenas, uh, waking up in the morning, everywhere you go. Um, you know, we talking about it. we conversating about it almost, you know, <laughs> every minute of the day. When we go into the lunchroom, we're talking to other teams. Uh, that's all we're talking about, uh, just trying to make a difference and, and change um, and how we could relay the message and get the message out, keep continuing to uh, progress that. So, um I feel like it's never not in the back of anybody's minds. Uh, we're all trying to, you know, be here, support it, and uh, make change and, uh, you know, make people realize that we need it.
3: Annie Larson, Salt Lake Tribune.
2: Jordan, you've taken more threes this year than ever before. Who's, is there like a coach or someone
3: kind of responsible for that development in your game, or is that something you decided to kind of take on yourself this, this summer?
2: Um. I would say uh, this guy, he was uh, in Cleveland uh, during the time I was there. Uh, his name is uh, Steve Frankowski um, and also, uh, well, Steve Frankowski, we call him Frankie Bones, um, and then I got Drew Hanlon as well. Um, you know, we've, we've always, you know, kind of um, worked on that, tried to get that to my game progressed to that. But um, in terms of everything, breaking everything down for me, analytic-wise and, um, you know, game-wise, was uh, Steve Frankowski uh, in Cleveland. So, you know, big hats off to him, you know, putting in a lot of work, film, and all that stuff, um, and then bringing it to my attention on, um, you know, what, what shots are available and, you know, making the game easier for me. And, and um, you know, it was uh, very, very, uh, very appreciated and um, just helped my game grow.
3: Okay, next up, Ben Anderson, KSL Sports.
2: Jordan, only like 10 minutes last
0: night in the second half. Did you talk about what happened there in the second half and why you didn't see kind of your traditional role?
2: Uh, no, nah, it's just, you know, Coach felt like um, we had an opportunity to win with the lineup that we had in there. So, um, you know, I just, you know, play my role and uh, that's it. Um, not worried about that. Uh, we just worried about the next game and uh, trying to win. Um, and I never think about stuff like that anyways. Um, I, I'm always here, uh, just playing my, my role and my part, trying to impact the game.
3: Eric Woodyard, ESPN.
2: Hey, what's up, Jordan? Obviously, you know, it's, it's been a lot of young guys, you know, kind of coming out, you know, this playoffs. You look at Luka Doncic, you look at Donovan Mitchell. Uh, when, when you're in the locker room with this guy, you know, one of the things, basketball fans let him do is compare guys is it any player you can just being a basketball fan just being a locker room that you can compare him to over the years or is he kind of just making his own name making his own niche, or does he remind you anybody at this point nah he's making his own name he's uh you know doing this doing his own thing making his own path uh he's his own man so it's definitely uh great to experience that i would say he's um you know these playoff performances are uh, some of some of the best that I've seen for sure. Um, you know, he's doing a great job leading his team, especially at a young age. You know, I've been, uh, you know, I was on a team with Brian. Um, and for him to, you know, take that leadership role and uh, really be able to talk to guys and uh, rally the troops all together at this young age is, uh, is very amazing to see. And uh, it's, a, it's a great experience for me to watch him grow into a player he is.
3: Okay, last question, Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
4: Jordan, you spoke earlier about just kind of needing to get back to the game plan for for game six, just taking it one game at a time. What are the things that didn't go well last night that you would like to see you guys kind of get back to doing a little bit better tomorrow?
2: Uh, Really just shrinking the floor. Um, You know, those guys made a lot of plays. They made shots yesterday. They played a really, really great game, so uh, you got to tip your hat off to them uh, for playing a great game like that, Um, but we definitely got to get back to, uh, you know, what we're doing. It's not even getting back, it's just doing what we do, Uh, focusing on everything, uh, tuning it up a little bit more, um, getting that to that next level. That's getting back, uh, pushing the ball, um, shooting threes, shrinking the floor, Um, just all those uh, small points that we got to hit on and um, just try to get a win after that
0: all right there's jordan clarkson now here's rudy gobert
3: hey rudy uh can you just walk me through the difficulties and trying to focus on winning with all the bigger issues going on in the world and and what just happened with jacob lake
5: i mean obviously it's uh it's tough because you want to you know you want to keep doing your job you want to keep you know doing what you love to do. Uh, You want to keep, you know, representing your family, your team, your country and all that. And, you know, you see that uh, people in this country or all over the world, you know, are still uh, being treated very unfairly. And it's, uh, you know, something that will probably always be going on in the world. But, you know, the fact that it's so, he stays unpunished, you know, it's really something uh, that bothers all of us, you know, and we're the few lucky ones that are able to to do what we do, make and earn a lot of money and, you know, and do and do all that stuff, but uh, a lot of other people are not as lucky as we are and, you know, and we can't let these people down just because we, you know, we're making money and all, and all that.
3: All right, next up, we'll go Cassidy Hubbard, the ESPN, who I think is there with you. So, Rudy, this is a, it's such a unique environment. And a lot of players have been feeling because they're stuck here um, that it, it's, it's hard to make an impact on what's going on. What are your feelings about being here in the bubble, um,
2: you know, when so much is happening around?
5: I mean, you know, it's uh... – Like I said, you know, we're professionals, so it's, uh, you know, when you sign a contract, uh, you know know that you're going to make what you're going to make and all that, and you're going to do what you love, but, you know, you... When we're in that position, we're in a position also to do a lot of positive things, you know, Obviously, with the actions that we do, the donations or the action, in our know, communities and all that stuff uh, for justice system. I mean, all the things that we can do, but also, you know, uh, with the, the, the positive messages that we can spread and especially to the younger generations, because at the end of the day, you know, I believe that it's really uh, it starts with education and it starts with those, those kids that probably have their parents telling them, teaching them, uh, hateful way of living and hateful way of approaching, you know, other communities, other relig- religious groups, all that stuff. It's, you know, something that we, you know, with the platform that we have, the millions of kids watching us, it's something that we really thought was a, you know, great opportunity that we had. Yeah. You know, I, I like the way, you know, guys have been uh, spreading the messages that they want to spread and. It makes a lot of pe- people uncomfortable, and maybe they just want us to give them the little entertainment, uh, the little comfort that they need. But at the same time, we people gotta understand that we are all human beings, and uh, until you know things get really better, uh, we're gonna keep doing it.
3: To bring it back to, to basketball and the entertainment that you guys are providing, it, you and, and donovan you know this uh, back to the environment how it's just this is unique and your your bond is is building how how would you describe how your relationship in particular has grown especially watching the success he's been having
5: i mean uh, it's been first of all it's been it's been great to 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 watch him and be a part of you know uh what he's been doing and what we've been doing as a team you know i really think he I think he really took another step, you know, in this game and, uh, you know, as a leader and as a, you know, as a basketball player and uh, it's been great to watch. Uh, once again, you know, and I've seen many times, uh, you know, relationships uh, are, are never perfect, whether it's with your teammates, your girlfriend, your mom, I mean, it's, I mean, it's life, you know, and sometimes shit happens, but uh, be able to have empathy for one another and, uh, and uh, you know, be put yourself in the other, other person's shoe and, you know, and, and uh, grow through those, those tough times. I think it's what makes, you know, relationship uh, also great. Yeah. You know, when we both have the maturity of, of doing that, I think it's really uh, it really takes, it's able to take our team to another level. And I think that's what we did. Okay,
3: next up, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Rudy, there's been talks between the Celtics and the Raptors about possibly not playing their first game of the second round um, in sort of protest of what is going on around the world. What are your thoughts on that?
5: Yeah, I think it's uh, you know, it's great to have those conversations. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, all the all the messages that we that we try to. Uh, that we try to you know put out there and and all the other tra- things that we try to do to to have an impact uh you know are great but apparently you know things are not really changing and you know we don't expect it to change overnight but you know when it's just that obvious and and still got you know people of color getting shot uh cold-blooded like seven times um why being unarmed? You know, it's uh, makes makes us wonder, like if they, if there's really going to be some change, and whatever we got to do to, you know, to try to have a bigger impact on that, uh, I think it's good for us to do it. So it's great to have that conversation. Is it going to fix things? Uh, we don't know, but you know, I think uh, the people that are in power. Uh, that have the power to, to be able to change those, those things need to feel like, uh, need to feel a little uncomfortable. And are they going to feel uncomfortable if they see one game? I don't know, but if it's what they have to do, then, you know, uh, we are with it. Okay, next up,
3: Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune.
4: Hey, Rudy, uh, just to bring the conversation back to basketball for a minute, um, you guys had a, a, a good chance to close out Denver in game five and then some things kind of fell apart uh, down the stretch. Does that put any more pressure on you guys in game six to, to keep things from going to a game seven? And what specifically do you think needs to kind of – what do you guys need to do better in game six to, to prevail this time?
5: I think we we approached this game in the perfect way, you know. We we, we played the right way until uh, until the third, maybe the third quarter when we when we were up 15 and we just lost control a little bit. Uh, you know, we lost our head and, and uh, you know we we just lost. We start worrying about the cars and, and all that things that we can't really control. Yeah. You know and. I think if you just focus on the things that we can control throughout the whole game, uh, you know, we'll be in in good shape. We're going to keep doing what we do, play as a team, uh, play good defense, uh, communicate and, uh, you know, like I said, control what we can control and let's see what happens.
3: Next up is David Locke, Jazz Radio.
1: Rudy, they were completely committed to making sure you didn't get anything on the rolls. I mean, either they stayed with you or they brought a third guy in. What can be done to combat that?
5: You keep putting a lot of pressure on the rim, and uh, you know, and and also make sure that the guards, you know, uh, keep making the right decision. And I think we did that through the most part of the game. You know, it's it's also on you know me to to finish the the. the some plays that I missed last night and that I've been finishing the whole series. And, uh, you know, just keep playing the way that we play, keep playing with force. And, uh, you know, we gain a lot of open shots because we put a lot of pressure on the rim. And uh, being able to have that balance is really what makes us, you know, uh, a very good offensive team and uh, and be able to have multiple guys that can create like Mike, Joe, Donovan, uh, you know, and Jordan. you know, it's really something that we're going to keep doing. And like I said, you know, like I told the guys, stay aggressive and keep making the right play, and we'll be in great shape.
3: Okay, last question. Kristen Kenny, Jazz TV. Rudy, um, when you talked about that third quarter, Coach said you guys lost composure there. Are you worried that you gave this Denver team a little more confidence coming into this next one?
5: I mean, they're professional basketball players, so, you know, I hope that they're confident. Uh, like I said, you know, we can't be worried about how they're feeling. Uh, we just got to keep doing what we do, uh, keep playing our basketball and, uh, you know, and keep controlling what we can control and uh, whatever happens, happens.
0: All right, there's Jordan Clarkson and Rudy Gobert on where the series stands, and, you know, we'll see when it restarts. PK and I talked with Joe Ingles yesterday, and obviously that was also about six hours before the Bucks decided not to play, so there won't be any updates there. But uh, Joe talking about the series and life in the bubble um, and, and some of the uh, depression and anxiety uh, that they have being separated from families. Joe will get into that with what he's gone through with his son and his son's injury. He'll tell you all about that. Stay with us. Good morning, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're waiting for the meeting coming up at 9 a.m. today. Players will meet again. The owners will meet, and they'll have to hash out if we're going to go forward with this season or not or how this is going to play out. Um, But in the meantime, assuming they do play on and the jazz have a game six at some point pk and i spoke with joe ingles before all the news broke yesterday and uh, joe does uh, shed some light on, on why guys are down in the bubble and what joe went through when his son got hurt and uh you know how he wasn't there for his wife and she had to you know handle everything and uh, you know when it's your kid that's hurt it's you know it's a little chaos in the home front it's hard not to be there uh joe talks about that and he talks some basketball as well with pk and i DJ and PK, it is time to bring in Joe Engels. Joe, good morning.
6: Good morning. How are we doing?
0: We're do- Joe joins us on the T-Mobile special guest line. T-Mobile and Sprint coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. So, Joe, you know I prefer after wins and you score 25 points. This is kind of disappointing.
6: You know what I did just find though. What I thought I was out of coffee beans, and I just found another pack of them in my box. So I'm extremely (laughs) happy about
5: that. Oh, that's an (laughs) opening.
6: But um, yeah, okay, my fault. I'll uh, try to work on that for next next week. Okay,
0: that's good to know. So, uh, in in your view, now that you had time, where did it all go wrong in the third quarter? Because I think in the third quarter, Jazz fans are feeling pretty good, up by 15. All the arrows were pointing the right direction
6: yeah i mean I think everyone not in a um in a bad way or anything but i think we were we were all feeling good we we'd played well obviously um to to get a lead like that against a, a really good team um and i i think a part of it they they kind of threw kind of their their kind of one last punch they they came in they um, I think it started. I think Tory Craig hit a three off like a double team or, or whatever it was from Jokic or something like that. Um, that kind of got them going a little bit. We we had a couple um, missed shots. Uh, I think we had a turnover or two, and they kind of got out and um, not was having their last crack, obviously. But it was, uh, I think, if we w- were able to hold up around that time when it was was fifteen, if we can hold our defense up strongly um, obviously make plays on the other end like we had for the whole game and, and kind of finish at the rim or, or with the three um, uh, I think we kind of hold ourselves in a good position but they made some shots and um, I think I think Coach or, or someone that did media yesterday just not getting distracted but we were worrying about the referees a little bit there was a couple of turnovers we haven't really had um, in the series really Um and they got themselves going. Obviously, Murray got himself going. Jokic hit some big shots, and um, yeah, it's it, some. Yeah. It's frustrating, obviously, because you had a chance. If we kind of held on for that third quarter and kind of started the fourth, you, you feel like you're in a decent position if you can hold on that. If you have a 15-point lead in the NBA game going into the fourth quarter, I think you, if someone said pre-game you you could get that every game, you, you'd take it. So, um, obviously, stuff for us to to watch today and, and learn um, learn from and um, be ready for the next one.
7: So in the two Denver wins, Jokic and Murray have just been sensational. And Murray's been having it going on, obviously. He a game they lost. He still was sensational. D- do you sort of look at it like, uh, you know, they are a good team and they've got good players for that's the very reason. So sometimes they get it going, but there's no really sense of despair or panic on your behalf. Just do what you do.
6: Yeah, I think you, you going into it from from game one. We, we said it after game one. We said it prior to game one. Um, it's going to be a long series. Like even if you play just four games, it's still a long series. It's ten days of, of playing basketball against the same team. Um, obviously, they they were the third. I think they were third, third, three, six, whatever it was. The third. They were the third team for a reason. They, they they've got good players. They they play good basketball and. Um, they can kind of dictate what they want to do. And I think obviously in that third quarter, they, they did that a little bit. I think we'd done a really good job prior to that of, um, playing the, the way we wanted to play. And, and, um, obviously on, on the flip side a little bit, they, they had nothing to lose. They were, they were coming in, throwing every punch to, to, to stay and keep their season alive. And, um, obviously they, they played well and, and did that. And, um, what is it, 3-2 now, and we go into to game six. And uh, Like I said, we'll, we'll watch the film today practice and stuff like that and um, find some adjustments, find, find what we can do better, and, um, and get ready for Thursday.
0: So when you're five games deep in a series and it's a long series, literally when you're running down the sideline and you hear Mike Malone, do you literally know every play call and everything he's saying? Is there anything he can say in any code that you can't figure out?
6: Um, not really at this point. Um, obviously, there's. I mean, if they go and put a, a new set in today, then, then we won't know stuff like that. But um, a lot of teams. I mean, you you do what you do because it's it's got you to to where you are. Um, we won however many games because of the way we play and the offense we run and the, obviously the players we've got and um, they they do the same thing. Um, I think for them a lot of it when when they. When they feel the pressure or whatever it is, they go into that two-man game with with their with whatever, arguably their two best players, um, Murray and Jokic. and um, we we've got different actions as well. What, what you feel comfortable in when when um, when you need a basket or you need a stop or whatever it is, you you go to to what you're comfortable in. So um, yeah, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's not much that I think either of us could call unless you're putting in some new stuff. But anything else has been called out there, you you have a fair idea of, of what it's going to be.
7: Did you have an opportunity to hear what Paul George said after the game with the Clippers?
6: Um, I caught honestly just a, just a few minutes of it this morning um, before you guys called and um, you actually made me hang up while I was talking to Miller on the phone and you guys made me hang <laughs> up to, to answer your call so that kind of annoyed me but um, no, I caught I caught five minutes of it this morning. I didn't listen to it. I just read kind of what it said, and um, that was about it so far. I'll have a look at it a bit later. Well,
7: today. Uh, just a quick quote. You know, I, un- I underestimated mental health, honestly. I had anxiety, a little bit of depression. Just being locked in here, I just wasn't there. I checked out. I'm wondering, you know, with the games are the games, but what's your reaction to that because you know you're dealing with it I understand you had a child had an injury while you're gone and wife's expecting was, uh, and all this stuff worst day of my life <laughs> yeah how, how how are you dealing with all that
6: it's hard um, I, I think he's uh, obviously after kind of hearing that from you he's probably the first player publicly said something um, I, I mean I'd put a lot of money on the fact that, that other people are dealing with the same thing Um and I mean, I don't know him personally. Obviously, we've we've had some some battles on the court, but um, I mean, he's got a family. He, he's got a a very regular life, I would imagine, outside of of all of this and outside of basketball in general. Um, and I don't think everybody fully understands that. I, I think a lot of people look at us as athletes, and and that's kind of it. Not that that's not necessarily the worst thing, because being an athlete is is awesome, but. They, they don't like, there's no context around like, yeah, I've got two kids and a wife who's pregnant and my son broke his arm two days ago. Like seeing him in hospital, um, seeing Renee having to deal with that, um, she's there. So she missed because of what happened with Jacob. She missed Jacob's first, uh, Miller's first soccer practice, which killed her as well because she felt like a bad, bad mum or something, a guilty. Guilty because she wasn't there at Miller's first practice, and um, I'm trying to be there for Jacob as much as you can on, on Facetime, and trying to speak to Miller before she goes to the soccer practice for the first time. And obviously, Renee is trying to deal with both, and I'm sitting in a in a room with still no window that doesn't open. Um, and I think it yeah, I think it gets taken out of. Um, the real world a little bit. It's like we all have lives, uh, whether it's like George Niang kind of by himself in Utah. Like he, he lives by himself, but he's still got a life there. He's got friends. He's got family that comes in. Um, I mean, my situation is, is is pretty well known with my kids and stuff and, and how close we all are and stuff like that. And it's, it's hard. You, there's days that you sit in your room and, I mean, the kid's birthday for me was one that was – um, obviously, it was pretty early on when we were here, but it was it was horrible to, to first birthday I missed. Obviously, they were only turning four, so it's not like I've I've been to twenty straight years of their birthday. But but even just that for me was, was a big deal, and um, I told the guys previous to coming, don't come and don't mess with me on the the twenty fifth because I won't be in a in a good mood. So um, I think it's I think it's cool that. that he has come out and, and said something. I think a lot of people are feeling that way. Um, and I, I think what's what's helped me is, is obviously speaking to them as, as often as I can, getting out of the room. Um, I've started reading, which I've <laughs> probably never done in my life before. Um, but just to, to try and keep your mind active, to, to get outside, to, to stay active as, as active as you can.
0: So aside from any... Event, which, you know, your kid getting hurt or a birthday or something like that, which would obviously make it a tough day. I was just wondering if it was just like the day in and the day out of being in the bubble, in the same building, seeing the exact same people. It's kind of like the movie Groundhog Day, unless the playoffs have put a new... Kind of um, energy into it and kind of fired people up and given you a new focus? Or is it really Groundhog Day? And even without something dramatic happening, is that wearing guys down?
6: I, I think so. Uh, I think, um, well, I think I said it to you guys a few weeks ago. Like we've talked about it, the, the teams, and there, there's going to be a lot of pl- either individuals or teams, um, that are points of this. Like it, it might be, um, a long period of time. It might be a short period of time, but there's going to be times that guys are checked out. The guys don't want to be here. Um, like you said, it might be a birthday. It might be something, but there's going to be days that, that guys don't want to be here. <laughs> like I've said it before. I don't want to see my teammates every single day. Like I want to be with my, my family. I I love my team. I love our camaraderie. We, we've probably got one of the closest groups in, in the bubble or in the league. Um, Still doesn't mean I want to see him 24-7, seven seven days a week. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. And then, obviously, the playoffs, I guess it gives you a little bit um, kind of different perspective and and energy because you are kind of playing for something else now. Um, Obviously, the seeding games, we were doing all kinds of things, resting, and guys beat up a little bit and injured. So you, you kind of get through that and then... Once the playoff starves, it's exciting. Like That's what we play for. We, we want to we win. We want to be a part of a winning team and culture and all that. But um, then you see what's going on in, in the real world again. I think Fred Van Vliet said some stuff, Donovan, a lot of guys have commented on it. I saw Doc's um, post-game press conference or whatever it was, um, press thing, and then you look back it's like we're in this bubble playing basketball and, and there's so many other bigger issues going on than kind of what we did on defense last night. And, and I'm not taking anything away from the game or anything because we, we do love it and we do all that, but there's there's so much going on that um, it, it's hard not to think about stuff because, like you said, you're stuck in this room for, for a long part. Obviously, we can get out. We can do numerous little things. It's it, It's not the worst place in the world to be, but um yeah there's a lot of time to think
7: we've seen the guys on the benches on whatever team I've been watching a lot of the games you know not specific to yours but basically across the league the teams are still playing the guys on the bench are animated you think that's trying to maybe replace they don't have a crowd so get your guys fired up as if you're not in the game at the time
6: yeah I mean you've got to try and find your own kind of energy I guess um, it's a it's a <laughs> A weird situation playing. I think everyone's kind of got as comfortable as you can with with no fans or anything like that. But um, I mean, regardless, we're, I mean, if we were playing, uh, we not last night, but the previous two games before that, we've got twenty thousand people in Vivint, and the the guys that have been on the Jazz in the playoffs know know what that feels like. Right now, we would have been waking up in Utah to to play Game Six at home and. Um not that we're not confident, but you'd be like to to wake up and play game six in front of your fans if again if they told you that in the preseason you get a, a game six up three two at home in Utah, you'd be like you'd take that every day of the week. So you you try and find your own energy and, and obviously a part of that is is your own team. You you've got to you've got to do it yourself to a certain extent. Um and then yeah, you've got—I don't know how many guys we got. What, thirty-five people here, or whatever we were allowed to have. So, between them, you—you you try and um, when you're on the bench or playing, or I mean, we've got guys, um, a few people that don't sit behind the bench that sit opposite, kind of the scorers table. Um, there's two sections where the the Denver people sit and our guys sit, and they they can kind of cheer a little bit. But um, yeah, you got to find your own find your own energy a little bit here.
0: Joe Ingles joining us here on 97.5 and 1280, the zone. So, uh, are you just are you totally in a groove in those games just from game to game because you don't have that home and road? Or do you, or do you miss that not getting cheered one night in game four and not getting booed in game five and then not looking forward to getting <laughs> cheered in game six? I mean, because that, that kind of stuff tends to affect the flow of a series in normal times, and obviously it's not impacting sure. the series now.
6: No, no, you don't. I mean, I miss it. I've been lucky enough to play—I never know how many years consecutive in—in in the playoffs, and um, obviously half those kind of games have been in Utah. Like I said, I mean, regular season, I've always said, well, I think we've got unbelievable fans. That I mean, we sell out. They're always into the game and and fairly knowledgeable, um, except for when they yell me yell at me to shoot. But. <laughs> um, then in the playoffs, it's like a whole new, <laughs> it's like a whole new arena. It's it's unbelievable how, how loud it is, and I mean, who knows if we're up fifteen in in Denver, did their crowd go quiet and they're out of the game, and that 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 affects them? Um, maybe someone talks some junk to Donovan in the front row and just gets him fired <laughs> up. Like, there's so many things that happen when there's a, a crowd there. Um, like I said, we we would have been waking up today in, in Utah. I would have been out to hang out with my kids. I would have gone in for shoot around or whatever we would have done and um we would have been rolling into to vivid tomorrow night to, to play at home. So um yeah, I mean it is what it is. Obviously we're we're here and like I said, guys are as as comfortable as you can be and um Obviously, at this point of, of the season, you, you're doing whatever you can to for us to, to win game six. So for the next 36 hours, um, whatever it is, 48 hours, 36 hours, until the game, we'll, we'll prepare and recover and do everything we need to do to be ready and then get there and um, kind of give everything we've got to, to close it out tomorrow.
7: Yeah, and we, I think we saw with Denver, you know, the sense of desperation and urgency because obviously it was an elimination game for them. Now, it's not technically an elimination game for you guys, but, you know, you probably don't want a game seven in that situation and anything can happen. So how do you handle the sense of urgency and desperation to make sure you're matching what Denver is putting out there in their sense of urgency?
6: Yeah, I think it did. It did. For me, it, it's like a, it's a two-part thing. You you want to play desperate. You want you want to play every possession like it's like it's the last one, like it is a game seven. You, you want to put everything you've got into it, every single possession, like like we've done for, for a lot of this series. Um, we've had a couple lapses, maybe that first game there was some. Um, we we've probably had some in the the three in between, but but not as not as much or not as long a stretch um and then obviously we had some in that third quarter last night which kind of got them back in the game but uh, i think you 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 want to play desperate but you want you want to be confident you i mean we we got a 3-1 lead for a reason um we, we were playing good basketball we were playing the the way we wanted to play um our defense was nice we were we were moving the ball offensively making our shots um obviously donovan had an unbelievable game but I don't think we as much as we, we expect him to score and help our team we, we can't just rely on him we, we've got other guys so we um, he'll always be great but we've all got to got to play confidently um, like I said we we got to the the lead we had in terms of 3-1 for, for a reason um, and so we've got to play desperate you've got to play every possession because that's what they're going to do they're going to play desperate they're going to play like they've got nothing to lose um probably play freely because for them they they can um i don't think that pressure is necessarily on us but um yeah I, I think for me it's it's playing desperate but playing confident too because you don't want to you don't want to go into it feeling pressured or or anything like that it's a, it's a series we we'd said from prior to game one it was going to be a long series and you you, you prepare for that and Adjust along the way. We've got one of the best coaches, if, if not the best coach, at, at adjustments and, and preparation. And um, Like I said, we'll, we'll watch the film today, um, get some shots up and, and get what guys need to do to be ready and, and go out tomorrow and um, do what we need to do to win.
0: So is Quinn more clinical in this situation, or is he more fiery and passionate? How, how does he handle this kind of deal?
6: I'll probably, look, honestly, a little bit of both. Um, I, I think there's time... I mean, I'm sure he he watched the whole game back last night after the game and got fired up over things that he knows we can do and knows we could do better or um, things that we didn't do. Um, But he's also got an understanding of, uh, again, we we got a a 3-1 lead or whatever it was for for a reason. Uh, So if we stick to to how we want to play, how we want to defend, how we want to play offensively, Obviously, it's, it's put us it in a good spot before. So um, you, uh, I have no doubt we'll, we'll feel that confidence from him going into the game. Um, we'll feel it today. Um, but it's also not taking it lightly. You don't want to just brush it off like it was nothing. We, we had a 15-point lead and we and we'd lost it. I think we ended up losing by 8 or 10 or whatever it was in the end. So um, that's a decent turnaround in in. 18 minutes or whatever it was, 19 minutes. Um, so, yeah, I think you, you don't want to take it uh, take it lightly. You, you, you take it, you own it. Um, we're all going to obviously see some things on there that make us mad. Um, but like I said, we'll watch it, we'll own it, and um, use it to, to prepare and get better for the next one.
0: Well, as always, we appreciate it, and uh, good luck uh, ordering the next bag of beans online or having someone mail them to you. <laughs>
6: Be stocked with that. No
0: more. Yeah, we don't. We don't want you to run out. That'd be cranky, Joe. We don't want to deal with that guy.
6: You definitely don't want that, especially not for morning radio. (laughs) Yeah. Right.
0: All right. Thank you, Joe. We appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, guys. All right. There's Joe Ingles. When we come back, what is trending? All the latest uh, PK and I and all the developments. The uh, three games that were not played in the NBA, and I think the games that probably won't be played today as well. Uh, We'll get to that next. Stay with us.